Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 21 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful wednesday of bets whether it's your first time stopping by or you are a long time listener we can't thank you enough Before me and old Max dive into today's action, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you like the sounds that are reverberating off of your eardrums and you would be so kind as to take a moment and leave us a rating, we certainly would appreciate it and we do really love those five stars. And last but not least... After you get done listening or while you're listening right now, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Folks, I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Soroka, and it is my pleasure, as per usual, to bring in the aforementioned RMAGs. The co-host of this podcast, a young man who has been betting the socks so far, but has not been cashing real hard on them so yet. They're getting around. They're coming around. His old black and white stripes are coming around from the south side. His uh, beloved quarterback is now hosting Jeopardy. He's killing it out there, looking absolutely terrific. Let me stop this right now and bring the man in. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I feel great, man. Like you said, my man Papa Rogers is, uh, you know, gonna follow up another legend, and yeah. uh, you know, like he said himself, he wants that job, and I, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's den- not denied. I yeah. think it would be absolutely epic and such an Aaron Rodgers move to not only play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, but also to host Jeopardy on Do the both side. Both of them at the same time for a little bit, and that would then be once, amazing. Uh, once the day comes. That's his only, and maybe not his only gig, but you know. Hey, there's a life after football. But I like someone, I was listening, I, I'm drawing a blank on who was saying this earlier today, but I feel like it honestly wouldn't be a bad move to tie in, you know, Jeopardy's audience probably getting a little bit older right now. Probably, probably, and yes. I mean, I mean, shit, I uh, I would probably record uh, that show about five days a week. I mean, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm a, a low-level Jeopardy watcher here and there, but if my man Rogers was watching, I'd be watching... Uh, You'd be hitting the rerun button. I would. Four times a day. I would, honestly. <laughs> I mean, he was great. It was uh, some some really good episodes he's hosted so far. Someone and, burned uh, him on that... Uh, Go Bears. Final Jeopardy field goal. Uh, that too. Remark. 
and mm-hmm. uh did not hit nicely <laughs> he enjoyed it he liked the soft pun the soft jab the guy knew he wasn't going to be on the uh <laughs> the show any longer he had a two day two two day winning streak i think it was something like was that like, i think he knew, yeah he, he like, got the question is, wrong who so. didn't we kick this field goal <laughs> that was great it's great uh two days passed now well one full day passed but got to give a huge shout out and congratulations to the Baylor Bears again, man. They handled the Bulldogs of Gonzaga with class and with business, man. Yeah, I they were so impressive. I I was I was getting excited. I was getting real excited for mm-hmm. what I thought was going to be uh, you know, best game of the year, best game in a while, but uh, you know, Baylor showed their hand and uh came out of the gates red hot. Red hot. Defense flying all over the place. Offensive rebounds, physicality, everything. They shut down the playmakers on Gonzaga. Yeah. They executed to a T, and they are 100% deserving of that national championship. And, oh, just a quick reminder to you out there, the Talking the Lions showdown record for the NCAA basketball season is now 10-5. and I have uh, evened it up uh, pretty pretty close, at least a nice even number of five. Yeah, you're halfway there. Halfway there, crawling back in, crawling back out of the hole that I had started myself in. We'll probably have some showdowns coming up here soon with uh, some playoffs coming up in both I feel like we'll probably NBA have some, and uh, NHL. Probably have some baseball showdowns. Kind of, yeah. yeah. We've been uh, kind of back and forth on a few we plays. Have. We have. Yeah, but we do find uh, value in the middle, and we certainly have 100%. today, so don't doubt that. Nothing crazy coming out of the MLB as of yet. Fernando Tatis, ah, T's and P's. I guess that is kind of crazy now that I say that, man. That is absolutely terrible, and especially swinging on that. I mean, that's so bad. So I saw something before we recorded. He's on the 10-day DIL with left shoulder inflammation. Really? So potentially good news as uh, compared to what people thought, compared to uh, what it looked like. Yeah, it did not look good at it all. It did not look good. And the first assessment sounded really bad. So, yeah, I mean, first assessment, I'm looking at something else from last night that so could be up to six months. Mm-hmm. You know, not today. He's only on the 10-day right. IL. So if we get him back this season, that would be a win in my book, yeah. I would say. Either way. Either way, that would be really sick. I hope he is not hurt for any, yeah. any amount of time, and that 10-day IL is uh, very true and accurate. I hope so. Little NBA noise, uh, Kevin Durant might finally be coming off of injury as well. Yeah, potentially today. Haven't got any official news yet. We'll yeah. see if it's today. Yeah. Um, James Harden, a little hamstring issue. He's going to be out for at least a few days. Potential MVP talks about yeah. him. What happens now? I don't know, man. You know, it maybe uh, maybe it's the Jokers to run away with. I could, don't know. It could very kind well be. Kind of the last man standing, if you will. Yeah. You know, Luca's probably... You know, could be in that conversation, but the Mavericks themselves aren't really, uh, you know, at the top of the top of the standings to get mm-hmm. that type of buzz. So, right, it's going to be interesting. And maybe one of those guys that are hurt comes back and you know takes their team, uh, you know, to a level that puts them in that position still. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, we can get James Harden back. Hopefully, that injury doesn't nag too long. Because I mean. I don't know if you've ever dealt with hamstring issues, but those can no be good. nagging, man. No good those whatsoever. Those can be nagging. And especially in a sport like basketball, man. All yeah. you do is run and use that to push off. So Run and jump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty needed thing. So who knows what happens? I think you're right. It, it definitely is jokers to run away with. I mean, the way he dishes out dimes all night long in every single game that he plays in combined with his scoring ability from both inside the paint and outside the arc are just ridiculous. uncanny man he's he's fucking insane and i mean he is so so good so good yeah 
you know, uh, nothing really going on NFL-wise. I mean, there is. Uh, we're not going to touch on that topic. I think everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, we'll just preface Houston Texans quarterback allegations, and we're just not yeah. going to go any further yeah, we're than not that. T- 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 uh, t- that's that's not our game. That's not <laughs> we are not here to speculate and allegate. Uh, if hey, let the ju- judicial yeah. system do its course. If so, if not, then okie dokie, artemachoki. Yep. But that's all I'm saying. That's it's all happening. we're saying. It's, it's happening. It's happening, and I'm sure you're seeing shit about it everywhere else. So you don't need to hear our speculations right. on it either. Moving right along, a uh, little NHL action. We're uh, we're getting into uh, playoff time, real close, under twenty games. So rocking and rolling. We'll uh, we'll definitely have oh a foreshadowing of some kind, I suppose, uh, of kind of an outlook. And then we'll definitely be betting it hard. Oh, yeah. The Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, yeah. We'll be betting it hard, hard for sure. Other than that, nothing crazy going on, man. Uh, before we get into everyone's favorite uh, time, and I get real hype of on this uh, podcast right huh? now. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, anything else? You kind of caught your eye scrolling through the Twitter today? Any news? Noise? Maybe not so much noise, but everybody was talking about it. Oh, the uh, the ESPN uh, top twenty five under twenty five. Stephen A. Uh, you know, almost mm. blew a gasket today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but uh, you know, another like you, yeah. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. We, Not at if, all. If you will, um, I will pay an ode to Pat McAfee, if you will. We are in sports purgatory right now. It's uh, the start of some seasons, the ending of some seasons. There's nothing really crazy going on right now. There's nothing just... just a little ho-hum. It's a little ho-hum. But that's why you come to the Talking the Line podcast to get some stone cold locks, put a little spice in your day, and hammer in some bets with the TTL crew. No more hesitation, no more mumbo jumbo from me and Mags. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, it is time for the Talking the Line crew's favorite plays of the day on this Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. And we are kicking off today's action with the NBA slate. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let my partner slam this first lock home. Mags, what do we got for the people out there today? All right, my man. We are actually going to go uh, go ahead and take uh, some action in potentially the uh, biggest game of the day across any slate. Top two teams in the Western Conference. Yes. The Utah Jazz versus the, uh, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Not only are they the top two teams in the Western Conference, they are also the top two teams in the NBA against the spread. So if you care about who ends up uh, on top of the standings against the spread, this is a big game for you. Uh, regardless, the Suns are uh, two and a half games behind the Jazz. They will be hosting the uh the Utah Jazz here. Suns are 32 and 17 ATS compared to the Jazz 31 and 19 ATS. Suns are 17 and 9 ATS at home. The Jazz, despite their ATS record, are pretty uh, pretty pedestrian on the road. 13 and 13 ATS on the road. 12 and 12 as a road favorite. Suns have not uh, not really been in this spot uh, as a home dog. They are 1 and 2 ATS as a home dog. Uh, and the Jazz are actually 1-6 ATS over their last seven road games versus a team with a winning record. Uh, we are all over the Suns here, plus the two points. Like I was saying, the Suns are just a much better team at home than the Jazz are on the road. Jazz dropped one the other day on the road at Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. and the Suns have actually won their last five games at home. 
Uh, Suns are playing real well right now. Jazz, uh, I think we've mentioned it on the last pod, Jazz are playing uh, kind of close to where they were earlier on in the season, but just not on the road. Yeah, man. Last five games at home, last six games, one straight up by the Suns, and last nine out of their ten, one straight up. They have just been destroying teams. It doesn't matter who they are, where they rank, where they're from, what they do. Right. They put up the number, they get it done, and if you're going to give us the points, we are going to take them all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like with I, the Suns at home. Yeah, like I said, haven't home. really been in the spot, and it's for a good reason. I would, uh, you know, we were kind of wondering why the Suns aren't the favorite, and it's probably because the public sees the Jazz. You know, if the Jazz are, uh, you know, Jazz are a dog, they're going to think, oh, of course we got to take the Jazz here. But, uh, you know, even that slim favorite, it's probably still the same thinking. Well, However, the Jazz did open up as minus three favorites. Right, right, and, and it dropped all the way down to two it already. It dropped down to two already, so you like that line movement, early line movement. And then just a quick peek at early money on this bad boy. Early money is landing, actually, 50-50 right now. So, however, there is sharp money coming in. So 50% of the 50-50 on the bets, no actual tracked money yet, but it does say sharp money coming in on the sun. So there you go. we like that when we have some early picks. So first Is that place, us? Are yeah. we the sharp money? Are we yeah. the sharp money? We are the sharp money. You better believe it. We are the sharp money, ladies and gentlemen. That is how we started off. So first play of the day, we are rolling with the Phoenix Suns at plus two for our Second NBA lock of the day. I'm just going to go ahead and take this one, split it right down the middle, half and half. We got two NBA locks for you today, one from Mags, one from me, and for our second lock. As I was saying, we are headed to the matchup between the Charlotte Hornets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. This matchup is tipping off at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we are taking the Hornets minus the four and a half, my friend. The Hornets this year are 25 and 24 straight up, but 27, 21 and 1 ATS. The Thunder 20 and 30 straight up, 24, 25 and 1 ATS. On the road, the Hornets are 14 and 13 ATS, and they're actually 4 and 1 ATS as a road favorite. Whereas the Thunder 9, 15 and 1 ATS at home. And they're nine and fifteen ATS as a home dog, so they were a favorite one time, couldn't even cover it, and they pushed it. Right, that's absolutely terrible. In their last five overall, the Thunder have not been so hot. They're in a bad spot. They are one and four straight up and ATS, whereas Charlotte is two and three straight up in their last five, but three and two ATS. Right, they have covered actually once as a four and a half point favorite in their last five games against the Washington Wizards, 114 to 104 victory, covering by a plus five and a half margin. You love to see that as well. And over their last 10, the Hornets are six and four ATS compared to the Thunders three and seven ATS. Right. I love the trends going on here. And to get a little more personal and human being-ish, if you will, as I always like to do when looking at these games, because I love to bet from that perspective, the Thunder are dealing with a shitload of injuries. Mm -hmm. It is so hard for them right now. They're still without SGA. There's a handful of guys that are still questionable that will probably be downgraded to doubtful or probable. Who knows what's going to happen there? You look, these teams haven't played yet in 2021 
OKC consistently beat them in the past, but they haven't met since December 26th of 2020. And then before that, December 27th of 2019. Right. So they haven't played for a long time. This is a very different Hornets team, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned the last five games, uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, two and three straight up, three and two ATS. Those games, those losses are against, you know, very good teams. Lost to the mm-hmm. Suns, lost to the Nets, mm-hmm. and a loss to the Celtics who have been, uh, you know, heating up a little bit as of late. Right. Uh, and whereas the Thunder are arguably the coldest team in the NBA Cold. right now. Cold. Just absolutely beat down in their last three mm-hmm. games. Man, I'm telling you... If you need any more convincing how bad the Thunder are playing right now, they're 1-7 in seven ATS, their last eight playing on one day rest. They're 1-6 in six ATS in their last seven overall. They're 1-6 in six ATS in their last seven when their opponent allows 100 points or more in their previous game. And they're also 1-6 in six ATS in their last seven when they allow 100 points or more in their previous game. It doesn't matter who they play, what the position you put them in, where they're going, where they're right. playing. They're, t- they're terrible right now. They just don't have their weapons. They're not the team they planned out to be. Their margin of loss over the last three games is between 24 and 48. I'll gladly lay the reasonable <laughs> chalk at minus four and a yeah. half with a yeah. very, very good Hornets team. And, you know, their three-point shooting, I think, will get the job yeah, I mean, done. To play devil's advocate, the one concern would be that Gordon Hayward is out and he, you know, they, like I was saying, they've, you know, lost a couple games or like you were also saying, mm-hmm. but those are against good teams. Right. They've still taken care of business against these mediocre to bad teams. So, right. like what you're saying, no problem taking the four and a half. Absolutely. Absolutely. One more time, kids. We are taking for our two NBA TTL favorite plays of the day. Get out your pens and pencils, get out your sports books, and get ready to smash these bad boys in. We're taking the Phoenix Suns at plus two and the Charlotte Hornets minus four and a half. Sprinkle a little on it, lock it in, hammer that bad boy home, and get ready to run those tickets to the window. And be sure to lock them in on the best current line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Moving right along to today's NHL slate, and boy, oh boy, do we got a good one for you. We are only taking one matchup today, but we are extremely confident in this one. We are headed to the matchup between the Arizona Coyotes, or Coyotes if you were from the South, versus the Los Angeles Kings, and puck drop in this one. Boys and girls, you better get your energy drinks ready. It is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And the crew is rolling with the Arizona Coyotes money line. The Coyotes have been absolutely red hot lately over there, partner. I'm telling you, they have won eight out of their last 10 games. Actually, seven out of their last 10 games. I apologize. But two of them, most notably, were to a powerhouse in a wagon this season in the Colorado Avalanche. They lost 9-3 and 5-1. Every other matchup, they have done considerably considerably better yeah they swept san jose in a series back at the end of march they swept anaheim in a series back at the very beginning of april and they just beat the kings on monday if you do remember from our pod on monday we loved them and we love them just as much in the same underdog role they did open up as dogs so if the line is flipped by now pardon me however they won five to two The Coyotes handle business during the regular season consistently, historically. When they go to Los Angeles, they are 4-1 in their last five meetings, and the road team is 6-0 in the last six meetings between these two teams. 
I love the coyotes playing hot as can be in another couple key trends. You mentioned a few pods back. We've really started to key in on these four and six or three and four situations. Coyotes are four and oh ATS in their last four in the fourth game out of their last four and six. And they're four and oh in their last four when their opponent scores two goals or less in their previous game. Played the Kings, exact team back to back. You absolutely love that trend and then also coyotes are six and oh in their last six versus a team with a losing record the kings are 14 17 and six and on at home they are six seven and four on the road arizona is nine seven and two and overall in the season they are 19 15 and five yep give me all of the yotes again in this situation I absolutely love them here, and I might be crazy enough to put a little bit on the puck line as well. I think I might be with you, a little sprinkle there. However, two-unit play on the Yotes. They are hotter than hot, and the Kings, they can't get anything offensively yeah, they're going. Than cold. They can't get offensively going right I now. I think I would say as hot as the Coyotes are yeah. themselves, I would say the Kings are just as cold. <laughs> Equally cold, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I'm all over it with you. One in six, I don't know if you mentioned it, but one in six over the last seven the Kings are, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not great, man. And I mean, three and seven over the last ten. I am all over the Coyotes in this situation again. Like I said, two unit play. If you follow us on the Action app, you will see me. Uh, Mr. Mags over there does a lot of just one and half unit plays, where I do a lot of two, one and half unit plays. So whichever way you kind of prefer to bet. If you have any questions, just let us know on social media. Social media or a little. Fan question Friday. Little fan question Friday. Whatever you want to know. But follow our action. You'll see how we kind of bet these and what we do. But would definitely play that. So one more time for today's NHL slate. Take the Arizona Coyotes money line on your favorite sports book at the best line you can currently find this play at. And wrapping up today's Major League Baseball, uh, or well, I guess today's favorite plays of the day, we are headed to the Major League Baseball slate. Let me get my words correct there. You ever uh, just walk into a sentence and just, yeah. get me out of here? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> just, uh, just, you know, I'm not the sharpest spoon in the fork drawer, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> However, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along to today's MLB slate and the Talking the Line crew's favorite plays of the day for our first lock of the day for today's MLB slate. We are headed to the St. Louis Cardinals versus the Miami Marlins. First pitch is at 3.10 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we're rolling with the St. Louis Cardinals. You thought I was going to say Miami Marlins. No, sir. I might be a Cubby fan at heart and bleed blue and red all the day as long. This one was hard for me, but I do believe there's some serious, serious value on the Cardinals here. They might be 2-2 two and two on the season. At the time of recording, they haven't finished playing the Marlins uh, as of yet. However, I think they really get into a groove with this game. Jack Flaherty is starting the matchup for the Cardinals. Uh, compared to Pablo Lopez for the Miami Marlins. Pablo actually pitched a hell of a game when he came out against the Rays. He pitched five innings, no runs. Uh, He only had two hits, two walks, four strikeouts, threw 77 pitches over five. So I think that the Cardinals have a lot bigger sticks 
than the Rays do. The Rays are more of a contact late innings. We got to scrap back in and get this done. Flaherty also got absolutely lit up in his first matchup uh, against the uh, Cincinnati Reds. He gave up six runs, all of them earned. He gave up six hits, two home runs, two walks, and only had four strikeouts on 94 pitches. Through four and a third, man, that's not Jack Flaherty. That's no. an outlier. He's a stud and a half. He does not have a 12.46 ERA. You put a guy like this in a rebound position against a team that he is more than capable of handling, I can't get enough of the Cardinals in this situation. Yeah, I'm all over it with you. I mean, the Marlins, surprise team last year, I don't think they repeat that this year. And I no. think the Cardinals have all the juice to uh, take care of Pablo Lopez and whether they do or not, Lopez going five innings, zero runs. I expect uh, you know similar duration, good or bad start for him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, the Cardinals have everything they need to take care of uh, take care of the Marlins bullpen, whether Absolutely. they're whether they're up or down. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the numbers are really kind of inflated right now on some of the pitching metrics. So you can't look too deep into those. You got to really look at the guys on the surface, what this matchup actually is, who these guys are that are tossing the old white ball into the catcher's mitt uh, throughout this game. You know, Cardinals are a little bit better hitting against right handed pitchers. So that plays into their their. Uh, favor just a little bit they do have average a little bit more runs through nine the one thing that i really think is the big difference and i think that they'll be able to expose lopez on is their home run hitting so far this season man they're six in the mlb averaging 1.59 a game they are ripping the cover off of the ball they may not be getting a lot of runners on base they only got a 667 ops however you know i think it's I think they have a really good shot to take Lopez Yaya a few times yeah. with the sticks they got. 100%. Man. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. So, Cardinals money line. Lock that bad boy in. Yeah. Now, for our second play, I'm going to hand it over to my partner. But before I do, you will find out as to why my partner's taking this. And uh, it's so I wouldn't sound like so much of a homer. And it would really drive home as to how much of a lock both sure. of these picks are. Because my lock was a team that I despise with a passion. And yours is also the same. Same, same deal. So rock and roll, man. Yeah, we're taking the uh, the Chicago Cubs money line versus the Milwaukee Brewers here. You got Brandon Woodruff versus Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Uh, this game will be in Chicago. Both starting pitchers coming off of a uh, not ideal first uh, first game of their season. Uh, both of them got a little roughed up. I think uh, I think this is going to be a low scoring game, but I think Hendricks is going to take care of business against the Brewers. Yes, last year Hendricks faced the Brewers twice. In sixteen and a two sixteen and two thirds innings, he allowed two earned runs. Those are two absolute gems. I expect more of the same. He is a huge bounce back guy. Whenever he gets touched up, he comes right back mm-hmm. and uh, you know, typically goes about seven, eight innings, zero, one, two runs. I'm all over the Cubs on this one. We're both swallowing our pride a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your Cubs have been, uh, you know, as we're recording this, they're not looking too great against the Brewers today. But, uh, you know, no. up until this point, uh, you know, they've looked pretty solid. Their bats have been decent. Uh, their pitching's been solid. Um, and I, I expect more of the same. I mean, the Brewers have kind of been the opposite. I, you know, this division's going to be really interesting what happens this season. Um 
But, I mean, the Brewers really struggled against the Twins, whether it was their bats or their pitching. Uh, depending on the game, they allowed uh, they lost 5-3 to three in the opener to the Cubs. Mm. You know, I, it's just a weird spot. They, they already made a little trade uh, with uh, – with the, with the Braves traded away Orlando Arcia. So, I mean, they're already making moves, trying to figure something else right. out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the Cubs in this one as, uh, as much as I, uh, hate them and I don't enjoy seeing them win. Mm. I do enjoy winning money. So Cubs in this position for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I couldn't love it more, especially from a, a fan perspective and a betting perspective. Uh, absolutely. 150% lock them in. So one more time, let's run through it. Get out your pens, get out your pencils, get out that piece of paper, rip out your sports books, get ready to sprinkle some cash down, hammer in some of these bad boys, and lock them in. One more time for your Wednesday. April 7th, 2021, the bet slip from the TTL crew. The Phoenix Suns, plus two. The Charlotte Hornets, minus four and a half. Arizona Coyotes, money line. St. Louis Cardinals, money line. And the Chicago Cubs, money line. Lock those bad boys in on whatever the best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Now, you know, partner, we did uh, a little bit of a tease to this, just moving right along on Monday. We sure did. This next little segment we got going on here, a little two-segment show. Show, two uh, two plays of, uh, you know, uh, two segments. First one, obviously. Hello, friends. A tradition unlike any other. Was that okay? Was that decent? That was top notch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. It is time for the Talking the Line Crew's Masters Breakdown and Picks. We're going to kind of uh, shoot from the hip on this one. We've done a little bit of analysis. We've uh, dug kind of deep. But you know, with golf, man, somebody can fall over and break their damn hip tomorrow and yeah. and, and urge, come out today and their pinky finger hurts and they're pulling everything. So or somebody that you've never heard of is... Uh, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, coming out of nowhere, leading the Masters from start to finish. Yeah, you know, now it is the Masters, so there is a little bit more lore to some of those bigger names. Sure. But uh, we'll see what happens. So we're, we're going to give you our tournament outright. We're going to give you our top five finisher we might give you a few there and we'll give you our top 10 finishers as well well we'll do a little uh, analysis peppered in all the way throughout i'm gonna go ahead and have the old fan duel sports book pulled up do you want to have DraftKings pulled up sure. so we can kind of compare to that's where i got my odds actually it was DraftKings. okay so that's top notch rock and roll excuse me i am sorry if i just burped right into that microphone i don't think you did i think you're good. okay so i uh i tried to move away fast enough but that <laughs> one snuck up on me i'm i'm sorry folks if you had to dad to, to hear me do that i i really really apologize um so let's see here scrolling on over we got the masters outright winner now i don't know if this is because of the way some of these videos have surfaced of him ripping the piss out of golf balls on the range so far in Augusta. Who's that? But Bryson DeChambeau is the current favorite at plus 950. Now, granted, he is tied in with DJ. Hmm. Well, see, on, on so FanDuel, on FanDuel, I got Bryson as number one, and on DK, you got 
DJ is DJ number is one. number one. Bryson at 1,100, plus on 1,100. Really? So Bryson's plus 950 here on FanDuel. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, as far as my Masters outright winner, now I could be a sucker and say DJ is going to get the back-to-back. He hasn't really been making too many waves yet this year. He's been playing consistent, playing solid. Yeah, he's been solid. But I mean, he hasn't been just... He's kind burning. of set a standard for himself where if he's not too winning, high of a standard. Yeah, for if yeah. he's not winning once a month, it sounds like yeah. he's, you know, he's just not worth a shit. But yeah, no. So some I'm looking at here, man, on some real juicy odds. You know, I like Jordan Spieth at plus eleven hundred. Okay. You know, finally back, finally rocking and rolling. I also like Justin Thomas at the plus eleven hundred. Mm-hmm. If you uh, put a gun to my head between those two, I'd say JT. Just, is that your winner pick? That is not my winner pick. Okay. However, if I would, I, it, it might be. It might be. J, uh, you know, let me look at one more thing here. One more thing I wanted to look was old, uh, old Patrick Reed. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, not, not, uh, not no, Paul Casey. I'm sorry, not okay. Patrick Reed. Paul Casey. Both plus 3,500 3, over here. Yeah, Paul Casey's actually a little higher on FanDuel. Patrick Reed, 3,200. I just looked. That's why they're right next to each other. Uh, Paul Casey striking the shit out of the ball lately. Putting really well. Short game's been on point. He has the ability to get it done if he has his game on point. Sure. But, and I mean, Paul Casey is a hell of a golfer. Yeah. And to get him at plus 3,500. That's not bad. What are these? Uh, yeah, plus 550, top five. That's not bad either. Plus 275, top 10. You know, he's a guy that's always, seems like he's almost always, especially in these big time majors. I've seen, I think it's, I think he's done well in the, in the Masters as well. Uh, it seems like he's a guy that's always right up there, but never, never can have that one round where that sets him over the top, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't make, I didn't take him on any of my picks here, but I, I'd be interested in either of those top five, top ten odds, honestly. Yeah, well, uh, I'm probably definitely going to touch on that a little bit later. But, however, if uh, if you had to force me into it, the more I look at it, you know. I think it's kind of a passing of the torch to the younger, younger-ish generation of the PGA, and I think you see DJ place that green jacket around the shoulders of JT at plus eleven hundred odds. We have the same winner, my friend, Justin Thomas. Really, I picked Justin Thomas as well. Well, that's fucking intriguing. Well, hey, that's intriguing as shit. He's you know, uh, he's eleven fifty over here on DraftKings. You know, Spieth, Spieth is top-notch as well. They're, I like him right at, It's very warranted. He's in that same position. But JT, we watched him a few weeks back, man. Uh-huh. The and players. The players. Yep. And that fucking shot he hit on 18, that curved oh, yeah. the whole lake and skipped about 50, 60 yards was insanity. He was on. If he is on like that, he will shoot. 17 under at augusta right i mean and he's been i think he's only played one event since then so he's been taking some you know resting up a little bit and getting ready for this uh like you said with spieth i uh i actually have Spieth. i'll just go ahead and jump to it i actually have him as my top 10 pick at plus 125 on DraftKings here okay part of my reasoning is it is so damn it's hard in general to win back-to-back weeks on the tour in general but the masters especially only four literally four people in history have done it wow week before masters and uh then won the masters last was phil mickelson in 06 before that sandy lyle in 1988 
So it's just no tiger on there. No tiger. Wow. So it's just absurdly rare. I actually got Spieth over here at plus 105 on FanDuel. Interesting. These DraftKings odds seem to be uh, you know, a, little a little juicier. A little juicier. Mm-hmm. That's uh, something to kind of look into. You know, uh, let's uh, let's slide right along. There's our there's our winner. We got uh, Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas. All right, right. we'll Fuck. see we'll see what happens. We'll also probably depending on how um, Thursday shakes out, kind of see what happens for Friday's spot. S- yeah, sometimes on, sometimes you can get some weekend bets in on Friday, but it's almost like. Sunday Sundays are some of the funnest times to put in some outright winners. Like yeah. when it breaks away to the top five and they're all tied with like 10, 11, 12 holes to play, oh, yeah. it's okay, I'm smashing something yeah. in. So we'll probably put out alerts and tweets for that, whatever we're taking. But that's our winner for right now. Uh, let's do a little finishing position, my man. Yep. Little top five. Um, I'm going for some juicy odds here, man. I, You know, I could definitely go DJ. Going for a big swing? I think fucking... DeChambeau probably will, you know, I mean, he's, unless, you know, I'm almost thinking that his, his game is too big for Augusta. I I know Augusta's big, but man, I, I just, I don't know, man. I think I, the short game is a little, it's, it's not, you just have to be precise. I don't think you have to be precise in Augusta, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll so see. I would say in my top five, actually, cause I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I honestly like Paul Casey at plus 600. Yeah. He plays great at Augusta. Yeah, I'm all over that with the. Or I, sh- I shouldn't say I'm all over that. That's not my pick, but I I do like that. Like I was saying, just a guy that, and I I've, I I don't have the stats right in front of me, but it right. seems like he's been in, especially in, you know, also in the Masters, these big tournaments. He's kind of you know just right there at the end, right. but can't get it done. But right. hey, top five, I like the odds. Yeah, plus six hundred. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty doggone juicy. Yep. If you ask me, who you got top five? Uh, I'm I'm rolling with uh, good old John Rahm. Yeah, had some success you know, lately. Saw him too. And you know what else? He just had a kid this past week. Oh, you know, a little. Uh, we've seen little that before Muga. with that. We've seen it before with these athletes where they have a kid and then they uh, pick you know, it up, turn around, and they're you know just energized. They got life in them. Whole different type of human being, out right? There. Plus two seventy five on DraftKings. So not Plus crazy juicy. over here on FanDuel. Okay, wow. uh, Paul Casey was actually worse odds over here on DraftKings, but hey, what was he? Uh, plus five fifty. Okay. But anyways, yeah, John Rahm, even without the whole kid factor, he's fucking incredible. Yeah. He's been up there with, in, uh, in the Masters contentions in previous years, so. Absolutely. I think he's just he's just such a damn good golfer. I, I like him at top five. You know, honestly, I uh, I wouldn't mind a little uh, John Rahm and Paul Casey action. Yeah. Just I was honestly thinking it, too. Both of them. I like I, Paul I Casey, too. I wouldn't mind that at all that I look at that. That's not, that's not half bad at all. Maybe doing a unit and a half unit, something like that. Uh, top ten, my guy. Let's see. I already, yeah, I already revealed mine. Mine, I'm going speed that plus one twenty five. So not crazy odds, but he has been playing so well lately. And part of the reason I didn't take him was what, like I said, it's just so damn hard to win back to back weeks on the tour, right? Uh, and so I feel pretty good about that top ten. Yeah, I like that as well. Um. I think uh, my top 10, oh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, great odds. I just found him, baby. My top 10, the Deki man, Hideki oh, okay. Matsuyama. I got him over here at plus 360. 
I like that for a top Plus 10 Plus 400 finish. on DraftKings. DraftKings got the competitive odds for these wow. uh, Masters tournament. Man. I Shit. like those odds on Decky, man. I think he has a real solid opportunity to at least top 10 finish here. I mean, he's he just had a string of bad lucks lately. Yeah, and, could uh, be a bounce back man, for him. I think so, man. I think so. Um, one, guy, one guy runner-up. Our guy, uh, he's everyone's guy. Everyone loves him. Tony Finau. Uh, Decent uh-huh. odds. Plus 3,500 winner. Plus 600 top five. Plus 300 top 10. Okay. Always a guy that's, uh, you know, maybe not the Masters. I know he's been up there at least once, but just in tournaments in general. He's always at the top. I can't figure out how to win. Mm. Um, you know who somebody who's been playing really good is Cam Smith. Okay, yeah. And he's actually uh, pretty, he's right below Decky at plus 320 on FanDuel. Yeah, that's not a bad top ten finish option either. Wow, well, you know Colin Morikawa, another guy that's yeah, been playing well. That, Thirty-one fifty. There's the winner. That oh, I, that's that's actually intriguing. Now that I'm and, looking at intriguing that. as hell. Thirty-one fifty, five fifty, top five plus two seventy-five, top ten. Um, Victor Hovland's been playing well mm-hmm. uh, lately. Plus six hundred, top five, thirty thirty-five, top ten. Um, yeah, I like that Cam Smith pick for maybe a top ten action. Yeah. Um. Terrell Hatton's been playing pretty well, plus 400 top 10, plus 800 top 5. Let's see, Tommy Fleetwood, everyone loves Tommy Fleetwood. He, uh, True. another guy that just can't seem to get it done in these majors, but uh, maybe uh, maybe it's uh, Tommy's time, who knows? We'll see, man. I, you know, my guy, I mean, he hasn't been playing well lately. All but, uh, I know is that my friend, I'm going to have my laptop screen with Ammon Corner. Mm-hmm. Right on one side. Is it Amen or Amen? It's Amen. 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 Amen corner. Is it Amen? I, I always like, thought it was Amen, but I didn't want to say it on the freaking podcast. Well, you sound didn't. like a dumbass. Now I even did sound <laughs> like a podcast. Like so so that was really, I don't know why I did that. That's funny. So uh, Amen Corner. I don't know why. that that That's funny as shit. Uh, Amen Corner, I will have on one screen, and then I'm going to have featured group split screen on the old monitor. Yeah. Going hardcore on some masters, man. I mean, comes around once a year. You can't miss it. It's just tradition like unlike any other. You can't beat it. You as can't the, beat it. As the great Jim Nance would say. How about this group to finish off the days on Thursday? Spieth, Cam Smith, and Colin Morikawa. Wow, that's got to be a featured group. Has I, to be. I would imagine it would be. So yeah, don't uh, don't forget to miss the a- don't miss the action on Amen Corner at uh, Amen Augusta National. Some ramen corner. Some ramen corner. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, that is gonna be one for the books, man. Um, make sure you tune in to the Masters live from Augusta National, teen off tomorrow, Thursday, April eighth. At 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. 7 a.m. actually. Uh, looked cent- I'm looking at 8 7 in front of my face right now. Really? You think that's Might not be- Eastern, Papa? Well, if it was Eastern, then it would be 6 for us. Oh, that's true. So I think you got duped by some Eastern action. Uh, I think you got duped, pal. Well, I don't I know. Have mountain time over here? No, I think so, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If you, if it's 7 on yours, then we got uh, 8 o'clock yeah, over. Yeah. It'd be 8 sure, o'clock Central sure. Standard Time. Yeah, you're starting to kind of... Get a little sweaty. Well, I, 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 <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Either way, seven, eight o'clock, have your fucking computers on. Be ready to watch the fucking... 
<laughs> oh, this show sucks, dude. <laughs> we, we just, oh shit. Oh man, we just uh, we go off on any any type of direction. But uh, at the end of the day, we bring you cold hard locks <laughs> and help you get some tickets to the window. I just did a quick little uh, check in while we were recording here, and it looks like we're cashing some motherfucking tickets, guy. Alrighty, so. Uh, Come join the crew, man. Tell all your degenerate friends. Tell all of the people that you know, whether they are first-time bettors wanting to get into the sports gambling game, or they are the daily degenerate just hammering in locks like it's their damn job. Tell them about TTL. Stop losing money. Stop playing goofy parlays and come win some hot damn money with the TTL crew. Now, we have uh, covered a a wide variety of topics here today, Mr. Magnuson. Uh, Got you some NBA locks. We got you a little little bit of NHL action, uh, live from the ice, if you will. And uh, headed over to the Diamond, we got a couple of MLB locks happening, too. Hit on a little Masters action, a little outright winner, a little top five, a little top ten. I think we got a uh, lot of value in podcast number 21 here. I don't know about you, man. I feel I feel pretty fucking solid about it. I feel more than solid about it. Whatever uh, is firmer than solid, if you will, is how I feel about it. And, uh, you know, if you've been uh, around the Talking the Line podcast before, you know how we finish things out. If you haven't, you are very soon to find out. But before we get on to that, partner. Anything, uh, anything you've been coming across uh, here in the news lately that uh, whether whether sporting sporting or not that uh, you just wanted to share with our loyal listeners? Nah, I mean you put me on the spot like this, and I, I, know, uh, I typically don't have too much. Yeah, I know. You've already I, uh, typically I, exhausted at this point. Well, I do it for the one day that you are going to come on here, and, and I say, "Oh shit!" Blow all of our son of a bitch in minds. That's well, what maybe, I do it for. Maybe one day, and see starts this little bit of conversation maybe one day we're already into we're already into new topics here you're gonna you'll be ready you'll have it locked and loaded one day the fans aren't gonna know (laughs) i'm not gonna know it's gonna be a surprise for all of us it'll be like a damn birthday going on 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 hey maybe episode 37 maybe episode 1012 1012 yeah 1012 1012 you know it's uh it's late evening we uh we we are recording late sometimes the old words get jumbled up but it makes for a funnier podcast you know uh little little shake up in your day to day instead of just listening to some boring analysis and uh horseshit from a couple of doofers from the Chicagoland area hey, just some funny shit from a couple of doofers yeah there you go <laughs> Well, it's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to wrap things up with my motivation minutes. And today's topic, I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit, about not being afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, my friend. Far too often, I've noticed, not only with our generation, but generations across the board people are too excuse my french chicken shit to ask a question it's much easier to be a yes man and fall in line and listen to what everybody else says instead of doing your own investigation instead of 
finding things out for yourself instead of questioning authority, if you will, when so, hmm, let me find out my own my own way here. I don't know if that, that feels so right. I think at the core of that is we almost feel that whatever we ask is going to be perceived as dumb. It's going to be perceived as because we ask this question, we don't, we're going to come off as we don't know what we're talking about. Right. When the truth is actually the complete opposite of that. When you make yourself vulnerable and ask a question, it actually puts you up on a much higher level. And instead of, you know, for example, at your work, if you were asked to do a specific task and instead of just, mm-hmm, okay, and just bam, gone, right. say, what way would be better? Or do you think if I did it this way, it would work? Or whatever the case might be, or dive into it and then go back and ask a question. Or if somebody tells you something or shares an opinion that you don't agree with, say, wait a minute, can you repeat that? Don't be afraid to ask a simple question. If you keep it inside, you're never going to know. Right. You're never going to know. Yeah. And you're always going to sit on it for the rest of your life and wonder what that answer would have been. It can be on the smallest scale of asking a question for a particular promotion in a spot that you've been chasing after. Mm-hmm. Am I doing good? That is the scariest yeah. question for someone to ask. Go up to somebody who is in a position of power over you and say, am I doing good? Mm-hmm. Am I doing bad? And let them openly critique you and give you feedback. Yep. And sit there. And the real key here is after you do that is to take that feedback, take that criticism, and apply it and use it to further yourself. Now, sometimes you don't always have to 100% agree with it. And you can apply it in certain areas and use it to fine-tune yourself. You don't have to completely change who you are as a human being. But the sooner that you learn to ask questions, as the sooner that you start to exceed and expand and excel in every area of your life. Yeah, 100%. Dude, if you sit and stew in your mind and your brain and think and nobody's brain is your brain and nobody is inside of your head. If you're thinking something and you want to tell somebody something or you want to ask them something, just, just ask it. Yeah. It ain't hard, man. And, and most of the time I have found that the reaction that I believe in my head is going to be the reaction that I receive once I ask said question is going to end up being entirely different altogether and it's going to end up turning out 99% of the time better than I ever anticipated yeah, 100%. It going. and yeah to, uh, to put it on a couple different perspectives you know I've been in situations you know like young when I was younger I struggled with that a lot whether it was class whether it was you know my high school job sure. whatever sure. you know for example in like a high school job you would get be given a test like you said and you say yes yes okay mm. and then you'd be like damn like this seems like it should be super simple but I don't know what the hell I'm doing right even worst case scenario if your boss or whatever it is gives you a little bit of attitude for asking a question they can't take your birthday right not only that <laughs> but it's going to be a hell of a lot worse if you don't ask that question 
sit there with whatever task you had for four or five hours and you fuck it up and fuck it up or not do it at all then they're gonna be like what the what the f Mm -hmm. and so you know that's one perspective for it and then you know like you said it can be applied to much bigger things it can be applied to simpler things and like you said 99 percent of the time it's they're not gonna what the hell kind of stupid question is that that's not gonna happen and if they do you should think about removing yourself from that situation right whether that and I'll touch on this at a later time. It's something I've wanted to share for a while, but whether that's a personal relationship, whether that's a working relationship, whatever it is, if it's toxic and it's not building you up, and if somebody doesn't have the common courtesy to take time to say, wow, thanks for humbling yourself and actually asking me a mm-hmm. question, I will 100% give you the answer and gives you some any any form of attitude Rip out those damn scissors and cut that fucking tie so fast you don't even know what the hell happened. Right. There's there's no point to have people like that in your corner. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know that's hard. That's hard to do in this life because some, sometimes people like that are people who you thought were really close to. But when you start to apply some of these things, you realize, oh, no, was Colton right? right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> maybe maybe my who I'm surrounding myself with is not the person who's going to be building me up and taking me to a higher level? Are they spending their time grinding, if you will, or are they spending their time with a thumb up their ass doing nothing? Right. And even on a bigger scale, I've had a, you know, a job about a year and a half ago where I was in an assistant manager position, a uh, smaller scale. Person above me was leaving. I went to this boss who actually was taking over on a short time. I said, hey, what's the possibility of me taking over here? I do this, I do this. I think I can slide in here. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting the job. Bingo, Probably bingo. would not have otherwise. You would never on the know. flip side, that person who was leaving that job really wanted to be a property manager, and she was given that opportunity, but she was really torn because she loved the building she worked at. If she had done the same thing that I had, because the community man- or the property manager's job at my building was open, if she had done the exact same thing that I had, 99% chance she would have gotten that job. Mm-hmm. You and just she have didn't. to ask, man. Yeah, 100%. You just have to ask. You you just don't it know. Was, yeah. You just don't know. It was man. funny. I was. It was like my performance evaluation with that other boss still there. And the person who, you know, gave me that production was like, yeah, I really like you. Like everything you've shown me, you came out of your way without having barely known me and said all this stuff, trying to get this job. And then she was like, stopped herself. She's like, as I'm saying this, I feel like I'm like giving negative, like saying that because the other person that had my job was in the room too. She's like, as I'm saying this, I feel bad because it sounds like I'm saying that you didn't do this. (laughs) She's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Because I great. also felt that too. I was like, "Oh, that's she didn't hey, do that. Hey, she but didn't props do that." Props to you. Keep uh, keep the shoulders back and chest up in situations like that. You're damn right. I'm the baddest mother effer in the room. You're right? Because right worst I case scenario, for that. worst case scenario, she's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I don't think you're ready for it yet." Right? She ain't gonna fire but me. End of the day, man. Morally, you're right. She ain't gonna fire you, and that brings it full circle. They cannot take your birthday if you ask, and it's not the answer you're looking for. Pivot and move on, dude. Mm-hmm. You you got a lot more hours ahead of you to handle with, and today is all you got control over, so you might as well just start asking questions, getting your answers, and start busting down barriers in yeah. your life. Stop messing around. Stop playing around. Stop being content and sitting where you're at. Start asking questions and climbing up the ladder of life and success. That's my motivation minutes for today. I hope you enjoyed the mess out of those words. I don't know who needed to hear it today, but uh, that's from, sure that's from me to you. All love. All love. Well, it's about that time. Uh, sorry if I just blasted your eardrums out there. Long, uh, deep breath out. 
We got uh, great slates, uh, full slate of MLB, full slate of NBA and hockey today. So uh, we'll most likely have some more plays. There's uh, just not a huge amount of value in line movement and lines out in general at yeah, the time of, of recording. Yeah, a lot of goofy stuff in which, the NBA. Uh, which, you know, we, uh, we're working to change very soon, very soon. So uh, big things coming, big plans are unraveling right before our eyes behind the scenes. You don't know about it, but trust us, they are big announcements and big things soon to come. Make sure, uh, as I was mentioning our other plays, make sure you follow myself and Mr. Magnuson on the Action app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt, and Riley is at rmags, all capital, R-M-A-G-S, Follow us on there for all of our plays outside of the podcast and TTL newsletter on Tuesday and Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to that bad boy. Super simple. Throw in your email, hit submit. You get our locks delivered directly to your email inbox every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. No questions asked and you will never receive any spam or any other email outside of that. Do not be scared. Do not search around on Twitter and go all over the place and try and access it. Get it delivered right to your fingertips, and mm-hmm. you can just click that notification when it comes up that it came into your Outlook or your Gmail or whatever. Open it up. Scroll on through. It takes about five scrolls. I test it about every time. It's about five oh, yeah. scrolls. It takes you real easy to get through. You get some locks. You get a little bit of uh, a laugh or a little bit of something you didn't know from Mr. Mags and his sidebar, and then you get a little inspiration a little kick in the ass a little motivation a little something something from me in my corner so be sure that uh you subscribe to that speaking of subscribing if you haven't already and you didn't listen to me at the beginning of the pod and you made it all the way here why have you not already smashed the subscribe button smash it go over onto that sucker and just hit it already make sure you don't miss another episode of the talking the line podcast we are not going anywhere we are staying here for the long haul we know this show is stupid at times but we absolutely love it and we love laughing at each other and we love making jokes at each other and we love cash and damn tickets and we love everything about sports and sports gambling and it is our passion and we would do it for free because we currently are but are working on changing that however nonetheless make sure you follow uh subscribe to the talking the line podcast on whatever platform you get your pods on whatever one you're listening to this one on right now if you please outside of that Thank you guys so, so, so much. We broke 1,500 followers on Twitter, and we've been active, growing it, pumping out content since about February. January, we it says December 2020 created. We launched TTL on January 1. Our first official TTL newsletter was January 4th, and then we rocked and rolled for about a month and then rolled out the podcast. And yeah, yeah, and then like you're saying, well, then we really started pumping it up. And we just uh, pump and pump and pump and and so yeah, two months. I mean, fifteen hundred of you guys. Holy cow! And you're from all over the United States. Like we were just targeting Chicago. We didn't mean for this to happen. I don't right. think it's just U.S. <laughs> like, too. I mean, I know yeah, we got some uh, you know U.K. action mm-hmm. going on. Too. Yeah, yeah, little. Uh, Little uh, Canadians up there, don't you know? Oh, sure. Uh, no, that's little Minnesota, don't you know? Little, oh, <laughs> hey there. <laughs> we uh, we like our hockey down here, too, in the uh, icy state of Chicago. So uh, thank icy you. Icy state of Chicago? Yeah, uh, yeah, icy state of Chicago, Illinois. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Words, late, words man. late at night. Late, words man. Let's late wrap it up. Yeah, good time to wrap it up. That's a perfect segue <laughs> into wrapping it up. What the hell am I still doing mumbling and jumbling over here? This actually reminds me of a meme. Before I do close this thing out, that reminds me of a meme uh, or just a video meme. <laughs> Kid goes, what's your favorite state in the United States? He goes, um... Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> it's, oh, it's just great, you know. Shy city, my city. Absolutely love it. From the three one two to the seven seven three eight four seven, all of the above. We love the shy city, man. And hey, we uh, we got some shy city coming to the TTL Production Studios to help us bring you some video content. That's all the teaser I'm going to give you. Sure. We'll let you stew and simmer on that. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, from me and Mags, thank you so much for stopping by episode number 21 of the Talking the Line podcast. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets.